Good morning, and welcome to the Bless You podcast. Hello. Thank you for flying United. And t- <laughs> United. Sorry, sorry. Of all, of all the airlines, United. It was just my go-to. United was the one during COVID that just got the batter out. I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm more of a Southwest guy because I like sitting next to randos, and yeah. I like being friends with them. Okay, but hold on. Like randos random like, people. i sit next to a random person every flight on alaska yeah <laughs> wait, wait what <laughs> wait. you i uh, get what you're saying with the seat thing right like you get to choose your yeah. seat okay okay hear me out hear me out the context is that i usually will fly with my family of five okay and you don't get to sit next to your whole family usually this makes sense but you're context. totally right. Context. Context is king. Context is ki- key? King? Which I said you? king. Like Oh, nice. Queen too. It's all good. Two. I'm oh. just saying. like. But the alliteration is nice with the context. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Um, guys, we are... Something is just happening right now with our energy. We got so many giggles right before this. It's um, been a great morning so it's far. It's been a great morning so far. Um, Connor, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be talking about biblical rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, a very, very trending word inside of the Christian community, a.k.a. Sabbath. Sabbath. Looking at what those are, what the differences in uh-huh. those are, and ultimately uh, what a life of rest with Christ looks like. Ooh, absolutely. Let's and go. just like any other topic, um, we are just here to start the conversation. Yeah. So after you listen to this, go ahead and look in Scripture for yourself. Go see um, what God's word has to say. But we would be doing something wrong if we didn't start off with an icebreaker. I got it today, Stuart. Yes, sir. (laughs) Just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so uh, icebreaker for today. When you die, (laughs) what do you want to be most remembered for? Oh, wow. And, And don't hit me with, like, the love of Jesus in my life. Like, we get that. I hope that's what I'm remembered for. But yes. in addition to that. Yes. So this reminds me of a question that I think of, or not a question, it's just a scenario that it's really morbid and I apologize in advance, but it's like if I were to die in a car crash, yeah. like if people open my Spotify to like see in the wreckage, like what would I be listening to? Yeah. Sometimes I listen to really stupid stuff. Um, Party rock. <laughs> Party rock. <yeah. laughs> we were just having a good laugh about that before. Um, if anyone wants to have us have the party rock anthem as our intro song for the podcast, um, you can go ahead and just Venmo us, like however many thousands of dollars we need for the copyright, and we got it. And a link and a plug to whoever we need to contact for that. Yeah, totally. So if you could just figure that all out for us, that'd be awesome. Otherwise, I'm gonna sing it. Other oh gosh, please send the money soon, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, okay, sorry, I am so caffeinated right now. What? Um, what do I want to be remembered for? You said Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, that was the, the song I was thinking about. Man, it'd be really cool if I had a Guinness World Record for something that was like really stupid. Dang. Like, how many cups could I balance on my forehead? Like, he's the cup guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. Wow, he's the cup guy. I'm just kidding. I probably want to like want to write a book or something. Okay. Just an author, be an author. Yeah, an intellectual. What an, about yourself? An ebook or oh, a regular book? A Kindle book? No, it has to be on paper. Has to be. I Sorry. agree. My paper kind of guy. I agree. What about you, Connor? 
I want to be known as like someone who's not like an expert in one thing, but like well diversified in a multitude of things. Mm. Like, like to put it this way, sport things. Like we all know that person that when something breaks, like no matter what it is, they're like the first person you call. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're like, oh, this person has to know this or like, yeah. oh, this person will probably know this. No, totally. Like my brother-in-law, uh, Matthew Ramsey. Shout out. He is a plumber. Um, but he like our air conditioning. He lives out in Illinois. Our air conditioning like wasn't working. What happens is we dropped the temperature down too low when it got too hot last summer uh-huh. and the coils on it froze what on the uh outside yeah the unit outside yeah and we called him we were like dude we have like matthews we ha- we gotta call him yeah. and he like totally was like oh like if you look here like this is probably what's gonna happen you're gonna see this so this is what you're gonna have to do and like everything he said that's exactly what happened and like <laughs> he works with air conditioning units right but like yeah like anything handy like oh my battery died i'm gonna call matthew you know like isn't that just wild how some people just have that knowledge like on call like oh, ready yeah. to go oh yeah and that, but i feel like there's so many more people out there who think they have that knowledge <laughs> and you're like that's not even true at all like how verified is that i will fake it till i make it 100 percent. and i'll just go to youtube and be like Real quick, like, hey, can I just use the bathroom really quickly? How do I fix a car battery? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, anything. so yeah, so I would like to to be known as kind of the guy who had like a like a understanding in mm. a lot of different things. Mm. Wasn't an expert in any of them, but was like, like Brittany said that in her episode. She's yeah. like, I feel like God has gifted me not to be like amazing in one thing, but like good at a lot of different things. She is. She's great at a lot of stuff. For real, that's really fun. Um, before we move on, I just want to amend mine to, I want to be a really good cook on people who are like, Oh my gosh, that man made like the best insert, whatever here. I don't want to be like, okay, I anymore. take mine back too. I, I mean, <laughs> yes. Like, can we just agree that that's who we both want to be? Great. We're both. the. the I cooks. feel like when you know someone who knows how to cook really well, like they instantly become one of your top three favorite people. Yeah. Food is my love language. It's not quality time. It's not. Um, gift or word of affirmation is food. Yeah. So great. Let's get into this. Let's go. Um, Connor, so you set us up right. We're talking about rest this morning. And the first thing I want to address before we go into biblical rest or um, any scripture or breaking down what we see as rest, I just want to address this thing that I, this like term that is thrown around the Christian community a lot. It's like that I feel like is what is preached of how people should find rest. And it's the word, the secret place. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Define it, like break it down. The secret place. Here we go. So in scripture, sometimes it'll say Jesus went to the secret place and he like retreated. Right. And that's where he spent time with God. And I think this is the way that we are often told is how we should rest. Um, And it's like this template that's given to us. And if you're not resting this way, then something is up with your faith walk. You know what I mean? Dude, I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not going to do any spoiler alerts here, but I think that's something that really resonates inside of me Yeah, that uh, I wrestle with a lot because mm-hmm. I'm a go, go, go person. Like I love doing stuff like there. I like I was on vacation two weeks ago mm-hmm. and dude, like I worked, I was there for five and a half days 
Like I worked every day that I was there on a multitude of things. And most people, I feel like now, based off of what you just described and defined, yeah, would like shun me for that. Would be like, you didn't turn off your emails and like you didn't like not hop on a phone call with someone. Like, right. But it's all at the the will of like, I just enjoy doing that. I just totally. enjoy doing that. Like I enjoy working. I really do. Yeah. And I hear that. And I think that what the heart of what we're getting at right now is just to, we want to drive home today that rest looks different for everyone and rest is going to look different for everyone. And sometimes rest isn't an introvert's paradise. Like yeah. for me, like isolating myself for a day and like going to the, like what I feel like, like what I interpret as the secret place is that's like really stressful to me. Like, I don't want to be alone. Like I would love to talk to someone Yeah, <laughs> and like right. interact. And like, I just can't be alone for a whole day, but right. I can still rest. Yeah. Right? So I feel like, I feel like we do live in a, in a culture. I, I feel like it's actually the world now. Like yeah. forget the culture thing. Um, like I feel like, like, yes, like, you know, Europe has their holidays and that kind of stuff. Um, but I really do feel like most of the world is is pretty go go go. No, I totally agree on the move. Like I like, can we just say that most people probably don't prioritize resting? Yeah. Um, both physically, like I look at people's sleep schedules. Yeah, it's scary sometimes. There was a time in my life that really changed my physical and my mental. Uh, was when I changed my sleep habits in college. No way. And I was forced to because we had practice at five in the morning for Oof. volleyball. Oof. So I like, you have to change it or you won't survive. Correct. But that was something like it dawned on me. I was like, man, there's there's two things, and this is just how my brain works. But there's two things that I noticed at the beginning part of people's lives when they're babies, they naturally get tired at a certain time, and it's not a late. It's not a late time. Yeah. Like my son gets tired between the windows of 630 to 730. Now, when he's an infant, they sleep for 23 hours of the day. They're literally sloths. <laughs> right. right? right. Um, but like he naturally gets tired at that time. Yeah. And when he goes beyond that time, like he can hang, but there's definitely a shift. There's definitely a difference. And he doesn't sleep as well. But but then he also wakes up within the windows of 530 to like seven. Yeah. So and then also older people. Like yes. my grandma would go to bed at like seven forty-five, eight. Right, they're like eating dinner at four p.m. and would wake up without an like. What <laughs> what is an alarm to her? Her body was the alarm. She'd wake up at like five, and she was the most joyful Man. person ever. I wish I could have that circadian rhythm or like that body right <laughs> like ability. But I noticed that when we don't have the responsibility or we don't prioritize certain things in our day that need to get done, we can naturally fall into that sleep pattern. Totally. We can naturally let our bodies unwind when they need to unwind between the windows that we see in the beginning of our life and the end of our life. So I changed my sleep patterns to that. Mm. Nice. And it allows you to wake up earlier. Yeah. So. Totally. And like sleeping is a big part about that. And I just want to say as a student, like there are what is like given to us as like what is expected is like produce results like yeah you have to accomplish this and you have to do these things and if you're not producing results then you're not good enough and that is not what our god says to us that is not what the lord says to us 
the Lord calls us into a relationship with him and the Lord calls us to rest in who he is, Yeah, which is cliche, but hey, it's so true. Totally. So we're going to break down two kinds of rest today. And the categories we're going to have here in front of us are the Sabbath, which we mentioned earlier, but also daily rest. So let's just get into the Sabbath now. What is the Sabbath? The Sabbath is what was created in Genesis. You first see it um, in the seventh day of creation of the Bible when God was working um, day one through six, making the earth, making the universe. And it says, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the Sabbath. This is the seventh day in the week in which people take a chill pill. Yeah. They take a break and they set down their work and yep. God modeled that for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. That, that physical aspect of like, like I think there's a lot in, um, well, let me backtrack really quickly. So like when we see in Jewish custom and Jewish tradition, you know, yeah. the law, like there's the, there's the day of Sabbath, there's the day of rest, right. From like Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, yeah. right. That 24 hour window where it was like nothing, no work, yeah. no performing nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and like when we see Jesus, you know, in the new Testament, like he does a miracle on Sabbath. Right. Right. And like the Pharisees are like, whoa, hold on. What you doing? What's going on? <laughs> what you, what you doing? <laughs> uh, but like when I see when Jesus like takes that, that time of physical rest, yeah. it's, it's after long days of journeys, right? It's after long days of travel or like there are those moments where he goes to try to do that. And then yeah. there's a crowd. Right. And it forces him out of that. Right. So we see that there is this pattern of, hey, like we need like our bodies are designed like Jesus. Like when God created us, he he created our bodies to like recuperate Mm -hmm. and regenerate this energy. Yeah. But like it it does take rest. Like I think of the off season in volleyball. Yeah. Like, dude, like, trust me, I'm trying to win a national championship here. But that day after the season ends is the greatest day of my life. It's so relaxing when you're like, oh, thank goodness, no 5 a.m. practice. Yeah. But the point is that the Sabbath is something that started in Genesis. The The Jewish culture practices it really um, in, a, in a really regimented manner. And Jesus declares himself in the New Testament, Lord of the Sabbath. Yep. And he does good on the Sabbath. And now we have that to model us. So and good. To throw us back to Genesis, um, let's just like analyze this text real quick. So humans were created on the sixth day of creation, and on the seventh day, what happened? The first thing they did after being created is they rested. Yeah, like, right. Like, come on now. Right. Like, humans were designed to rest with God. That is what we were made for, and that is how we were created. We were created resting. And, you know, God understands that um, we can't rest all the time because we have responsibilities and whatnot. Which he's um, given us those responsibilities, totally. right? Like we look at yeah. Adam and Eve in the garden. Like yeah. He tells them to tend over that. Like yes. To to re- make it reproduce and to right. make sure that the garden and the animals inside of it are like staying up to like par of how he created them, like preserving yeah. them, right? He gives them responsibility totally. over the earth he created. And we have that responsibility still. But God understands that we work and we also need rest. And honestly, this Sabbath is such a gift. So let's talk about... Um, the Sabbath now. It's 2021. It is no longer the second day of creation. <laughs> Humans have been on this earth for a little while. Jesus walked on this earth. What does Sabbath mean in the 21st century? Um, Connor, does the Sabbath have to look like 
the Jewish put everything down anymore? Wow, that's a great question. I think it's a little subjective. I think that it does. Uh, so to put it this way, from what I see in Scripture and the fulfillment of Jesus coming mm-hmm. uh, and just seeing how Jesus operated through that time, I think it's a, it's a catch-22. Um, you know, Christians, we look at Sunday as being mm-hmm. the Sabbath day, and then you get the hyper-Christians that are like, well, technically it's <laughs> Saturday. It's not even Sunday, so you're wrong, right? And right. I'm like, all right, Caiaphas, like, calm down. You know, just, <laughs> just kidding. Just Christian jokes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, that there's, this, there's this posture that Jesus mm. is referring to in the rest. Yeah. Right? Like you said, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. I think that that is directly correlated to where our heart lies yeah. in reverence to who he is and also who we are. And I'm not saying like, oh, be yourself, like find yourself, like <laughs> all this other stuff. I'm talking about like we are human and flawed and broken, and we were designed to be in relationship with the one who restores and redeems. Amen. Amen. And, and resting in that yep. is is where our heart, and sometimes that's the physical, Yeah. right? Uh for me personally, bro, like a 24-hour window and a lot of people would push back and be like, well, you just need to be more self-disciplined in that. And like, that would be good for you and yada, yada. And I'm like, would it though? Because like, I'm I'm keeping my heart centered as best as I can on resting in the Lord. And yeah, you know what? Like there are times in my day where I'm like, I just need like four hours to not do anything right. work-wise. Yeah. Why? Because I'm getting too caught up and I'm reflecting now and saying, I need this time. To yeah. get my heart centered back on the fact that, like, this, although I'm working at it to steward it for the Lord's sake, yeah, to bring glory to His name, like, is the work becoming more of an idol? Yeah, yeah. And something I heard uh, my brother-in-law Cam say, "Love you, Cam, if you're listening," um, is that what we are something that we're designed to do is we're, we're designed to learn how we best receive and give God's love. Mm-hmm. That's a part of our, our calling as people. Um, and I think a big part of the Sabbath, in, from my perspective, is receiving God's love in yeah. the way that he designed me to do. Right. So honestly, for me, when I feel like most loved by God, it's when I'm drawing or when I'm creating deep roots in him. And it's when I'm learning about him. Yeah. So, Maybe for some people, watching a Bible project video or watching a sermon or reading a theology book is like stressful. But for me, that's like really enjoyable. Sure. And that's absolutely. just what resting looks like to me. And if that's for four hours, great. Sabbath. If that's for a full day, great. Sabbath. Yeah. If I've been working real hard for like three months and I just need a week, great. Sabbath. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're trying to get at. Totally. Is that God makes us all so differently. And yeah. what an introvert or an extrovert might say um, is a really restful time period might not be what you think is restful. Yeah. So Stuart, you mentioned earlier that there's kind of like this, this subculture in the culture of Christianity right now that kind of put this construct or this framework on what Sabbath or rest needs to look like for you to actually like be partaking in it for you to be like more mature in your walk. Right. And if you're not doing that, well, Oh, time to reflect. And like, Mm -hmm. maybe you need to do that because, you know, I, I know better and you don't, you know, like type thing. Um, but like, talk to me because here's, here's my thing Mm -hmm. is where I get frustrated with the rest in the Sabbath conversation is a, that where Uh people 
push it on me. Like I'm not like they know more about me and my schedule and my walk with the Lord and I'm not resting the right way. Yeah. Uh, so I need to start doing the way that they view resting. Right. Uh, as being holy and biblical and reverent to the Lord. But the other part of that is I feel like I, like I, my generation, millennial generation, and then Gen Z generation, Gen whatever we're at now, <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of us put a huge emphasis on rest and Sabbath mm-hmm. as a trendy thing. Yeah. Uh, like self care. Like, oh, I am, I am so self aware, and I, yeah, I have this self care regiment that like is so amazing, and and I'm walking with the Lord. But I feel like a lot of times, and this is gonna sound really legalistic. Hear me out. My heart is not on that. This is just for this the the topic of the conversation today. But I feel like there are so many people who put such an emphasis on rest and Sabbath that it actually be- becomes the idol in the situation. Totally. Or, uh, like, what are you doing in those moments where you're, quote unquote, taking Sabbath or yeah. resting? Like, dude, I-, I have people that I've known before that have like, I need rest and Sabbath. And then they're like belly up to the, the bar, slamming down five, six beers. Right. That's you not, know? That's not great. And so it's like, look, like, where are we at with that? Totally. So the most important thing when you're Sabbathing, from my understanding, and also full disclosure, I'm still learning. I am just, we're, me too. everyone out here, every person is out here learning from God on their own and together. Um, but the most important thing when you are resting is that you're connecting with God. Yes. So when you're taking a Sabbath, go like talk to your maker, go Wow, such a good point. Right, just like if you're not connecting with him and if the whole point is that like you're doing a checklist of like quote-unquote restful activities, then yeah, that's that's not what it is. And also, secondly, uh, make sure that however you're resting is founded in scripture. Yeah. God gave us uh, his word as a compass, yeah, um, as a direction so we could see what is of him, what is not of him, and that is so important too. And what you said before about like that empty regiment of like, oh, here's how I'm resting. Um, it reminds me, I just read in Matthew, like where Jesus says, he references Hosea 6.6 6 yeah. to the Pharisees on two occasions. He says, um, go and learn what this means. Like, go read it again. Like, you obviously didn't get the point. It says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? That means that the Israelites a long time ago, they had so many rituals and sacrifices and stuff, and they... Um, there's no heart behind it. Yes. There was no, their heart was not worshiping God. Their heart was just completing a checklist. Yeah. And if Sabbath turns into the same thing for you, then just do a self-check. It's not a big deal. Just God gives us wisdom to discern. All right. Totally. What are we doing? Yeah. So I think that's a huge part about Sabbathing. Yeah. I also think too, on the flip side of that, what we have turned Sabbath and rest into Mm -hmm. is actually robbing the stewardship that the Lord has placed over us to work hard. Mm. Um, Like, I feel like there's this like, like, and trust me, there is working too much. Like, hear me out on that. There is, there is a level and I don't care who you are. There is a universal level of that's, that's working too much. Right. It can get damaging sometimes. Totally. But I feel like, there has been this just dark cloud that's been thrown over anybody who wants to work hard and maybe put in extra hours yeah. uh, because it's like, well, where's the Sabbath? You're not right. Sabbathing. Like you need to, you need to rest more. 
right? You're right. working too much. You're working too hard. And it's kind of taken away, I think, from the, the stewardship of like, I do believe that the Lord calls us to work hard. Yeah. Like I 100% do. I see it all throughout scripture, right? Like Moses's tasks, walking back up to Pharaoh and leading these people for 40 years in the wilderness. Right. It's crazy. 40 years. I'm 29. <laughs> I've got 11 more years in the wilderness here. <laughs> like that's insane. That's, that's not an easy task. He needed to work hard. And by the way, while he was doing that, he was setting up nations for Israel and, yeah. and teaching them the law and getting the commandments from the Lord and teaching them that and also yeah. developing leaders and raising up Joshua and investing. Oh, so like that, that is an area where I feel like there has to be this balance and yeah. this, this gauge, which going back to the root of it has to be centered and postured around your heart resting mm-hmm. In the Lord's goodness. Absolutely. And that brings us to the the next category that we set out a little while ago, which is daily rest. Yeah. Because I think about like, honestly, we all have, we have hard seasons in our life. We have like really busy seasons. And then we also have probably really laid back seasons. Yeah. Like I imagine in the life of a farmer, like there is harvest season and there is like the winter season. Such a great point. And sometimes you're just going to be working and that's just how life is. But you know what is God designed you to be able to rest in him on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? It means following the guidance of God instead of fighting to make our own way. God already paved a way. God gave you his spirit. If you believe in Jesus where you can follow that and he gives you wisdom in Matthew 11, 28 through 29. It says that Jesus calls us to come and take his yoke, um, which is, a farm term of like people like when like yeah, bulls yeah. or like livestock would like pull something they would have a a yoke it's the harness that goes over the yes you know a year yes. ago i didn't even i thought they were talking about the yoke of an egg i'm like oh, how, awesome. like how does this <laughs> yeah take like, my yoke no like i literally was like and this is embarrassing because i'm a pastor but i'm literally like <laughs> how like the yoke father son holy spirit Protein? like i know that's used as an example for the trinity like <laughs> yeah so if you also thought it was the egg yolk, then yeah. welcome it's, to the podcast. the yoke of an oxen being bound together. Yes. And Jesus calls <laughs> us to take our metaphorical harness yokes, not egg yolks. Yes. And change them for his. For his is easy. It's like Jesus, the Lord of the earth, is calling us to rest. Yes. He's calling us to take his lightness. Isn't yes. that crazy, Connor? Well, and, and I think of this too. Like when, when you have one oxen, right? Like we, we refer to it. Uh, in cars and boats and trains and stuff these days, the horsepower, right? Mm -hmm. But like when you have a one oxen, right? One ox, not oxen, one ox (laughs) pulling a load, you're not going to have as much oomph to it. You're not going to have as much power driving it. It's going to be more of a struggle for Mm -hmm. that ox. When you bind them together by a yoke, it now relieves the load for both of them. Wow. And so when you look at Jesus and being yoked to Jesus, like mm. who has taken on all the sin of the world, mm, let's like go. you're going to be pulling some things. Absolutely. Like Jesus is very clear. There's going to be struggle in this life. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, like pick up your cross daily and right. carry it. That's not an easy task. Yeah. But the reality is if I'm bound to him, he is doing the pulling. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Like, yes and amen, please. 
So if you're listening to this and you don't believe in Jesus, let me just tell you that there is a God and he wants you to have peace. Amen. And you can have that peace on a daily basis. You can have that peace um, just by praying to him, by asking him for that peace and by resting in that what you do and how you perform isn't indicative of your future. It yes. isn't. That's not what decide your performance isn't what decides how worthy you are of anything. Yeah. Because God is here to give you his yoke. Amen. So Stuart, wrap us up here. Give us a synopsis. Sabbath, rest, like yeah, one sure. sentence, Sabbath, rest, and an encouragement in both of those. Okay, team. So a Sabbath, that's the first way that we mentioned that you can um, have biblical rest. And the Sabbath is a day in which God has given us to declare that we are not God and that God is, and he's the only one who can work 24 seven. And God gives us that day as a gift mm. to be able to rest in him. And also, you know, we have daily rest. We have the kind of rest in which you can wake up and declare in the morning, God, you are good. Thank you for loving me. And on that, I will stand. We can have daily rest. That's amazing. Yeah. God designed us for rest. Mm -hmm. On the first day that humans were made, we rested. We probably were just chilling with God in the garden. Yeah. I wish I was there. Yeah. But you know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us right now. Amen. And that is a gift from the Lord. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Stuart, this has been such a great episode. Uh, honestly, it's been a challenging one for me because, like I said, I, I struggle and wrestle with this at times. Like, I wrestle mm. with it from both sides. Like, am I not resting enough? Am I, yeah. do I have a clear biblical view of this? And then I have times where I'm like, I just don't see what we're like, what's being promoted. I just don't see it in scripture. And so uh, this has been a really, really uh, spurring along topic for me to discuss. So yeah. Stuart thought of this topic. And uh, at first I was a little hesitant, but Stuart, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been a blessing for me. It really has. So good. I'm so glad guys. Rest is awesome. The Lord wants it for you. The Lord wants peace in your heart. Let's go. And if you um, enjoyed this episode, then please head on over to our Instagram. It's blessed.eu.podcast. Give us a follow. Let us know what you're thinking about what we're putting out. And share it with a friend. So thank you so much for tuning in. And go get some rest today. Deuces. I'm going to go take a nap. Deuces.